In Exodus chapter 20, verse 21, verse number 20, uh, number 2, let us stand. If thy buy an Hebrew servant six years he shall serve, and in the seventh he shall go out free for nothing. If he came in by himself, he shall go out by himself. If he were married, then his wife shall go out with him. If his master gave him a wife and she bore him sons and daughters, the wife and her children shall be her masters, and he shall go out by himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love this, I love my master, my wife, my children, I will not, not go out free. Then the master shall bring him unto the judges, and he shall also bring him to the door of the other, unto the doorpost, and he shall bore in his ear through an, an all, and he shall serve him forever. Let's, let us pray. Father, we just come before you, Lord, this morning. Thank you for all your mercy and grace, Lord. Lord, you've heard each song that was sung, giving you the praise and glory that you are the one you say you are. Father, we just ask you this morning to uh, speak to our hearts, Lord, and just uh, uh, uplift us and encourage us, Lord, that we all can come to the cross of Jesus. Father, we'll praise you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. I I'm looking at what he said in verse 5. He said, without apology, without a shame of it, in verse 5, the servant plain said, I love my master. I'd like to throw in with that servant this morning. This what he said in the scriptures, preaching on that phase, that uh, phrase in verse number five. Uh, I love my master. Here in Exodus chapter twenty and chapter twenty-one, uh, we find God is giving uh, the laws to Moses, and we all know that in chapter twenty, that is the Ten Commandments to show mankind uh, that we are in need of a Savior. This morning, it's our schoolmasters to bring us to unto Christ this morning. But here in chapter 21, the very first law that uh, God gives Moses and institutes and gives Moses is the, after the Ten Commandments is, is the law of bondservant. Here we find a servant uh, could get so wrapped up, uh, so given wholly over to his master that he's so wrapped up in his master's world that when it came time for him to pay off the debt and he owed, he could go free. But he says, I, I don't want to leave. I, I love my master. He got more concerned about his master's life than his own life. Amen. He became so more interested in his master's business than his own business. That would be finally to get to the place where he would say, I just can't imagine living apart from my master. I, I cannot imagine a day without hearing his voice. I cannot imagine a day without living in his house. I cannot imagine a day without enjoying the blessings, enjoying his fellowship. Uh, you know what I think? Uh, I just uh, ought to just stay here because I love my master. A lot of people say, well, this, this dude's crazy. 
What in the world would possess a man to uh, uh, finally get to the place where he could say, I, I, I don't have to be here. I, I want to be free and I can be set free. I, I don't want to be a servant. I don't want uh, somebody to, else to wait. I, 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 what, what in the world would get to this guy, get to the place where he said, I love my master. Maybe it's because he, you ain't met the right master yet. Maybe because if you ever meet the master, the, the, that one master one day, if you ever come in contact with the Savior, that ever come in contact with Him, if you ever start serving Him, the one that I'm serving, if you ever start loving the one that I love, you just might change your heart, you might change your mind, and you could say, I love my master. I, I want to serve him and nobody else. I don't want to serve myself. I'd just like to serve him this morning. You say, well, preacher, what master are you serving today? I'm glad you asked. I'm serving the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Jesus said to the disciples, John 13 and 13, You call me Master and Lord, and you say, Well, for I am. Jesus said, I am the Master. Jesus said, I am the Lord. I find that nearly uh, all the writers of the New Testament identify themselves as servants of the Lord Jesus Christ. Romans 1, 1, Paul said, a servant of Jesus Christ. James 1 and 1, James said, a servant of God and the Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 1, 1, Peter said, Simon Peter, a servant of the apostle of Jesus Christ. Jude 1, 1, Jude said, the servant of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation, John the Revelator said, I am a servant of Jesus Christ. I will tell you, if you ever meet this master, he'll be a master like you never had before. I know what a lot of people think. They think they're going to uh, run around in their own lives, do their own thing. I I'm going to be my own master. I'm going to do what I want to do. They'll wind up in some ditch somewhere, laying face down. We don't qualify to run our own life this morning. We're not qualified to lord over our own life this morning. Somebody serves somebody. The Bible said no man can serve two masters. He'll either love the one and hate the other, or he'll cling to one and despise the other. So everybody's serving somebody this morning. You've got to determine in your mind which one you're serving. And let me just say this. If you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, He haven't come and repented of your sins, I know the master that you're serving. You're serving the devil, not the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad there was a day in my life I threw Lot in with him. I'm not what I should be. 
but I threw a lot with him. I've thrown my life in with him. I have thrown my love in behind him. I'd just like to go on record this morning in front of God and everybody else. I love my master this morning. I don't want to leave my master. I'm not looking for another master. I'm not looking for a, a, a longing for another master. I love the one that I am yoked up with this morning. 1 Kings chapter 10, the Bible said that the queen of Sheba came to, to uh, Solomon. She heard of all his great wisdom and, uh, and she came and she wanted to uh, see for herself that this man was who he said he was. She came to prove his wisdom. She came, the Bible said, she came with hard questions. The Bible said there was... No more spirit left in her when she tried to prove Solomon. And this was a clincher in her own testimony that she said to Solomon, a picture of Jesus Christ. She said this, Happy are these that serve which stand constantly before thee and that hear thy wisdom. She said, my servants are not happy with, uh, with me. Uh, uh, they get angry with me. But here your servants are, are happy. They're always happy. There's a smile on their face and they're serving you. They're your servants. But my servants are totally different. There is a difference in the masters that you serve this morning. You know something about defining the art of lost world should be? That we love our master this morning. They should see there is something different about us. They should see the love we have toward our master. And say my goodness. They don't act mad. They don't act sad. They're not upset. They act glad. They have a smile on their face. They got rejoicing in their heart. They serve a master. And it seems to me they love their master this morning. Have I said I love my master this morning? How about you? Do you love your master this morning? The Bible said there's only two masters. You serve one or hate the other. Or cling to one or despise the other. The whole Christian life boils down to a love problem this morning. Jesus said, if you, if you keep my commandments, Jesus said in Revelation, nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou have left, left our first love. If you love Jesus Christ like you should, you will stop running around in this world, doing the things that you do, laying up the places you're laying up, doing the things you're doing. You've yoked up with the world. You find pleasure in the world. The Bible says there's pleasure in sin for a season and then it's got to end. It can't go on and on. And the problem is uh, we've yoked up with the wrong master. we yoked up with the world. we yoked up with the devil. We say we don't serve the devil, but you don't serve God, so you serve the devil this morning. Jesus can make a difference in your life this morning. I, I don't want to live without him. I, I cannot imagine a day not thinking about him. I, I cannot imagine a day not 
feeling his presence or his blessings on me. I cannot imagine getting up and doing what I want to do, go where I want to go without asking him. I can't imagine that. I love my master this morning. I just want to brag on him. I want to brag on him for a little bit this morning, if you don't mind. I want to give you three reasons why the servant loved his master. And let me just say this. Put it in your heart and ask yourself these three questions when I ask you. Do you love your master this morning? First of all, cause of a purchase. Notice in verse number two, the very first thing. If thou buy an Hebrew servant. There, there is a purchase. I, I thought to myself when I read that. Why was this man up for sale? What in the world caused this man to be up for sale in the first place? You can read through the Bible and through other passages throughout the Bible why people will wind up in, in servitude. Listen to me, you don't have no, know why this man wound up in servitude. You know why he got into the place that he got into? It was because of his own blunder. It was his own blunder. He, he wound up in the shape that he was in because of mistakes that he made in his own personal life. He ended up bankrupt. Uh, he messed his finances up to where he's getting evicted. He, he's messed up his life to where the place where he owes so much and debt that he cannot pay. And then they came to collect. And not only did they come to collect everything he has, they come to collect him. He is so messed up, he's broke, he cannot blame anybody for it but himself. That's the problem with us today. We don't blame everybody else for our, our mistakes, the way we're in, the way condition we're in. I want to blame everybody else. Listen to me. The choices that you made in your life led you to the place that where you're at right this morning. He couldn't, he couldn't point his fingers at everybody else. He had to point his fingers. It's my fault. The reason why I am in the condition that I'm in. Bad choices in my life led me to the place that I'm in this morning. The choice led, bad choices led to bad mistakes. Bad mistakes led to the place that I am living at this morning. I am broke. I, I, there's no hope in my life. I'm in servitude. I've been sold. Can you see the picture of mankind here? Here's the facts this morning. You are lost without God. You're just a man, just like a man in this text. You're broke spiritually. You're bankrupt spiritually. And you have no one to blame but yourself this morning. The Bible says, Where one has one man sinned, entered into the world, and the death of by sin. And so death passes unto all men, for all have sinned. For the, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not one. For the wages of sin is death. We're all equally in this bad shape this morning because of sin. It has bankrupted us personally. It has bankrupted us spiritually. 
And we can't point our fingers at nobody else but ourselves. We can't say, hey, you did it, I did it. No, we did it ourselves. But here in the text, graciously, talk about a purchase this morning. Mercifully, kind, with no ability to pay his own debt off. He's, his, his fix is messed up. He's done with out of the kindness of the, someone's heart. They step up and they purchase this fellow. Please don't miss this. When they buy this guy, they just don't assume him. They also assume his debts. <laughs> Y'all ain't getting that. <laughs> you ain't getting that. And let me say that again. When they buy this man, they, not only do they assume him, uh, but yet they assume all the debt that he has. Uh, there's not none left out there. Every debt that he has belongs to the master now. I will tell you why I love my master this morning. I had a debt that I could not pay. I owe a debt that I couldn't pay off. But he didn't just buy me. He paid the debt off, the pay the, the pay the fine off. He marked it off with his blood. There's something there, therefore there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, the Bible tells us. He wiped my slate clean. I'm telling you, he loves me. All my past debts are gone away. I love that song when justice calls for a payment for my sins. No one worthy could be found among men. I'm not worthy, you're not worthy. But the precious Son of God with the cross and thorns of crown paid the debt by the blood of the Lamb. He paid my debt. He paid it. Praise God. He purchased me in the debt that I owe that I could not pay. You know, the problem with sinners, they are trying to pay their debt by themselves. The sinner will say, well, I, I'm not going to serve that master. I think I can do my own. I, I'll play my own game. I, I'll go my own way. I, I, I'll wait that. But let me just tell you this. There's going to be a day that comes that that debt's going to be claimed. And you've got to play that debt. And you don't have no ability. Your blood ain't good enough. Your goodness ain't good enough. Your debt will be paid by your life in the lake of fire. Because you rejected the one master that could pay the debt off. Paid by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. Paid in full by the blood of Lamb. Free from sin. Free to live. Now I am. You can read upon the pages where my sins were written down. They're written down. Paid in full by the blood of the Lamb. I am so glad that my master bought me. My master bought me and paid my debt of sin off this morning. Thank God for that purchase. 
Bible says, what? Have you not known your body is a temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? Which you have of God, you're not your own. Ooh, praise God. You're not your own, for we're bought with a price, a purchase. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Now listen to this. Also in your spirit, which are God's. You don't blunt yourself. You've been bought by a price. You've been paid for. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I love my master because he paid my debt. There was a purchase. Thank God there was a purchase. <laughs> Some people say, well, I don't, I don't want to be a servant. I, I don't want to identify with being a servant. I'm not ashamed of being a servant. Amen. In fact, I want people to know that I identify with my master. I, I want them to know that I serve him. Why? Because he paid for me. He bought me. He washed my sins away. He wiped them clean from my sins. I don't have to worry about it. They're gone. They're done with. And I serve my master because of that. He serves. He loves his master because of purchase. But he also loves his master because of the provisions. Verse number four. If his master had given him a wife and she had borne him sons or daughters, the wife and his children shall be his, her master's. And shall go out by with himself. And if the servant shall plainly say, I love my wife, master, my wife, my children, I will not go out free. You know why this guy loves his master so much? Because before he met his master, he had nothing. He had nothing. Before he missed his master, he ain't got nothing. He's all alone. When he came in, he didn't have anybody, he didn't have nothing. He was evicted, he was penniless, he was homeless. He was unhappy with life. i tell you why he loves his master, because now he looks around. He remembers how it was before he met his master. Now he looks around and he sees what he has. He has a wife, he's got children. He's got a home. He's got clothes on his back, shoes on his feet. Food in his belly. He said, I tell you why, I, I got more now than I ever had. I, I, I was penniless, I was broke, I was homeless. But when I met the master, he took me up. He gave me things, he gave me my clothes. Everything I got, I owe it to my master. None of it was because of what I've done. It's because of what the master has done for me. I love my master this morning. Everything that I've got, he has given to me. I don't think we appreciate the things God gives us like we should. Everything I got came from my master. You say, people say, well, I, I, I worked for that. I, I provided that. I did that. No. No. You don't have anything that you've got unless God gives it to you. You can work all day long, slave all day long, make all the money you want to make, but let me just tell you what, all that you've got is because what God gave it to you. 
I, I, I look and I sometimes get to thank God, Lord, I'm not worthy of the things that you've given me. He's given me my wife. He's given me my kids. He's given me my grandkids. I'm not worthy of that. I've got a home. I don't have to worry about food. I, I don't have to worry about clothes. I, I've got shoes on my feet. I've got a car. I'm telling you, God has given me everything that I have got today. It is nothing that I have done. And that's why the servant looked around. He says, before I met this master, I didn't have a thing. I didn't have nothing. Oh, but when I met this master, he gave me everything that I've got today. The provisions that he provided him for. I wonder if anybody here this morning that can look around in their life and see the good blessings of God in their life this morning. And surely you wouldn't be so bold to say, I did it. I paid for it. I provided. Surely you wouldn't be that so bold. God give us everything we have. How can you love the master this morning? I look at all the things he's done for me in my past and what he's doing for me in the future and what he's doing for me today. You know, my master could be rude and hateful. He bought me. I belong to him, but he's not. He's gracious, he's merciful, he's kind, he's good. I love serving my master. I don't have a problem serving my master. He takes care of me. Whatever I need, he provides. It's always there for me. I was thinking about that maniac at Gardella. How, how he was possessed by the devils, the Bible said. He was running around the tombs, cutting himself, screaming and crying, and they couldn't tame him. They brought all kinds of things. They feathered him. They brought religion to him. Say, hey, get this, and they couldn't do anything about him. And then Jesus comes on the shore, and he sees him. This man that's not in his right mind, naked, running around, runs to Jesus. And they say when they came out to see him, and there he was, he's sitting next to the fire and clothed in his right mind, the Bible says. Let me pause right there for a minute. Where do you think he got the clothes from? I just thought about where did he get the clothes from? You know, my, you know they, didn't pack, they didn't pack a suitcase and have spares. Or everybody had what, what they only had on them, that was it. So where did, where did he get the clothes from? I imagine some people came by that fire and there sat this man that was mad, crazy, spitting and throwing and everything else. They said, wouldn't you naked? Yeah. Where'd you get the clothes? He gave them to me. Hey, 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 wasn't you mad? Wasn't you crazy out of your mind? You wouldn't write anything and now you're sitting talking sensibly? What happened? He did it. See what he could do for you. The provisions that God provides for his children over and over. And the Bible says you being a father give evil things to your children. How much more can God give of you to your things? God provides. God provides. I'm so glad that God provides. I'm so glad that I don't have to worry about it. God has given me everything that I have. 
I'll tell you why I love my master. You're looking at a product of him giving it all to me. I haven't done anything. Anything he done good. I'm telling you, everything that I am is because of the master. I'm just bragging on my master this morning. I, I can't brag on myself because I haven't done anything good. There's no good in me. There's nothing good about me. God. God. You see the purchase on why he loved his master. You see the provisions on why he loved his master. There is a proclamation. Verse number six. After this man said, I will not go. I will not leave you. Verse 6, then his master shall bring him to the judges, and he shall also bring him to the door or unto the doorpost. And his master shall bore his ear through with an awl, and he shall serve him forever. You see what it just, they just, just before they make this mark in him, you see what happens here. They, they take him to judges. They bring him for a panel of people that they want to make sure that's what being said is true. They bring the man and sit him before a panel that said, hey, is this your own words or is it your master trying to tell you this is what you say? He said, no, this is my own words. I'm telling you, I love my master. He hasn't told me anything. I'm just saying what he's done for me, what he's provided for me, what he's given to me. I, I love my master. I don't want to leave him. I had nothing. I was nothing before he came along. So yeah, you're going to hear it out of my mouth. I, I love my master and I want to stay with him. See, the judges, that panel had to, had to make sure that he wasn't being coerced into saying that he loved his master. Nobody coerces me to say I love my master. I, I look back at my life and <laughs> my master's been good to me. He's been good to me. And when he proved by his own words, get this, by his own words, what he says, what he proclaims, what it, the proclamation that he says, don't miss this. They put an identical, identical mark on his body on his life he's not ashamed to be identified with the master they take the ear and they put it to the doorpost and take an awl and put a hole in his ear that means everywhere he <laughs> that means everywhere he goes people see him and say hey you belong to so and so yep I do hey you serve so and so Yep, I do. Now let me just say this. There is no scriptures in the New Testament whatsoever that tells me to take you outside and put your ear to the doorpost and put a hole in you. I'm not going to do that and I pray that you don't do that. But there should be, listen, there should be a mark in your life that identifies you with 
your master this morning. They say, hey, what kind of mark can that be? Well, you've got to do the first. You've got to have a proclamation. You've got to go and tell everybody, I belong to the master. I'm not ashamed to serve my master. I love my master. And that's what the world needs to hear today, that we're not ashamed of who we're serving today. Listen, you're not going to hurt my feelings by making fun of me <laughs> because he's been too good to me. He's been too good to me. I, I don't want to be one of those Christians. Listen, listen to me. People who say they're Christians, and you go around and people listen to you for a few minutes. They should know there's an identifiable mark in your life that you are Christ. But there are those who say there are Christians and you can sit and listen to them for a few minutes. You say, wait a minute. I, I don't see in you what you're telling me you are. I don't see any marks in your life saying, hey, you're, you're, you're a Christian. You, you know, there's no identifying marks in your life to prove to me what you're saying you're saying. That's the problem with a lot of Christians you got today. They don't want the world to know they're Christians. They hide it up. They hide rant. They don't want to go tell nobody. Everybody at your job should know that you're a Christian. I'm a Christian. I serve my master. I love my master. If you keep it undercover, something wrong with you. I love my master this morning because he's been too good to me he's been too good to me so the question is this morning do you love your master this morning I'm going back to the first thing there's you love one master or hate the other or you cling to one and despise the other there's only two masters in this world you're not serving Jesus Christ this morning I'm telling you you can make him your master this morning at the altar maybe you're <laughs> Maybe you are serving him, but you're not serving him like you should serve him. I'm not as faithful as I should be. My master's faithful. He's never let me down. He's always been there for me. Amen. I'm so glad that even when I fell short, he's never come up short. He's always been there for me. I, I love my master this morning. I love him. And I, I, I want the world to know that I love my master. I've been bought by the blood of the lamb. I've been purchased. And I love him for it. But if you can't say you love your master this morning, maybe you ought to come meet the real master. There should be identifiable marks in your life that you belong to him. I wonder in your regular Monday through Saturday life, do people see that identifiable mark in your life that you belong to him? Or is it only on Sunday that we want to show the mark of belonging to the master? I wonder. Is there a mark in your life that you belong to him that says, I love him? I want to be with him. I serve him. If there's not, then I, I beg you to come to the altar. Get the mark of Christ in your life. You meet this master. You'll say like me, I love him. 
He's been too good for me. You know, I, I try to do things on my own. I try to go it my way. I thought I was happy. I thought I was living. I found out I wasn't. I wasn't happy and I wasn't living until I met the master. There should be a mark in your life that says you belong to him. Let us stand this morning.